Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And tonight, we have a very special episode. We are interviewing Ricky, who is the writer, director, filmmaker of the found... Found footage. Fear footage. <laughs> I mean, they are found I knew, footage. I knew that was going to happen at some point. <laughs> they are found footage, but... The Fear Footage films, which are three films that were, the third one actually just recently came out, and they are mind, total mind fucks and absolutely fantastic films, and we are very, very excited to have Ricky on with us. Thanks for having me, guys. And mind fuck is the the highest of compliments, so thank you for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, (laughs) And just to let you know, psychological paranormal is my favorite. So you you yeah. hit you hit a chord with me and I very oh, much nice. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, mine mine too for sure cuz I'm a big um actually when I went to Duncan this morning uh the kid had on a Halloween shirt and I was like huge John Carpenter fan. So yeah. And actually his uh In the Mouth of Madness and like that series of movies of his where it's a lot more psychological are my favorites that Carpenter did. So, uh, yeah, I for sure can can appreciate that. A def, especially with your concept with the Fear Footage series of it being uh, not only that psychological horror, but in the found footage genre. So, yeah. So first question, of course, what gave you the idea for these films? Um... So it, it, it wasn't exactly like I had, I mapped out the first fear footage book. What happened was I did one of the shorts in it, which was the um, the birthday party segment. And then I, I liked the way it came out. And I was like, well, I'll just do another short. Then I'll do another short. And then before I knew it, I was like, if I just add a wraparound, you know, it's an anthology. Just in a found footage format. So that's, I didn't really sit down and write out the first fear footage. It just happened in pieces. So, and then it all came together to be you know, uh, a full film. And then after that, I had to kind of map things out if I was going to continue it. But I didn't set out just to write a movie at first. I just wanted to make a short and then I liked it enough to do it again. And then again, and wrap around. <laughs> right. And <laughs> again, and there we go. <laughs> there we got it. Um, that's the way it worked. I wrote them as I did them. Oh, that's amazing. That's actually um, really cool considering how well it went together. So. I so- appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I had um, done some, I did a little bit of research and did some digging um, from, I think, a Q&A from when the first uh, Fear Footage had come out. Um, so you had said, so the whole, would was it just the first one or all three that you shot and edited on your phone or on a phone? So the first two were on my phone. The, the first, first one I upgraded to an iPad, but it was not, it's just right. easier to deal with. Right. It's the same thing, but yeah. And then I added them through iMovie on there. And then the first one, or all of them, I had to export out onto Adobe to because you can't export that much through an iPad or phone and put them together. And then I did a little bit of color grading, small stuff there. And then that was pretty much it. I mean, they were fully, almost fully done when they came off of them. Like 98% done. That's that's pretty rad that that was all on your phone. I was like, that's really good quality yeah, that, to be on a phone. That completely <laughs> caught me off guard. Um I was like, whoa. So with the first one, I didn't, like, 
uh, it, it's a little more dirtier and uglier than the other two because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of learning as I did it. So it, um, like I was exporting too much and it was decreasing, but when I look at it now, I kind of like it. I'm like, it looks scary. You know, it's grainier. That's kind of how it would look probably. So I'm okay with it now, but I didn't know what I was doing enough that I made some mistakes. Well, it got, I mean, that was the thing that I appreciated about it, to be honest, was how grainy the first one was. Also, that was another thing that was mentioned in that Q&A was that, um, and I had run this by Casper because I've seen so many found footage movies or found footage movies. And uh, one thing that I, you know, and I, actually it was funny because I was talking to my husband about this earlier. There's usually only about three main concepts that you see in found footage films that explain why the camera's constantly going. And usually it's like a party or home movies or security footage or it's, or ghost hunters. Something, something in in that, to that effect. But using uh, Officer Cole and body cam footage I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that before. I mean, I was really like trying to go through the Rolodex, like trying to go through my head if I had ever seen anything conceptualized like that before. And I I couldn't come, I mean, I thought that in and of itself was brilliant because a camera, I mean, that would explain why the camera is yeah. constantly going, is constantly and, rolling. And like, so with that one, with the first fear footage, I almost, I mean, there's only a few different ways that you can actually it could be filmed like a body right. camera, you know, or a regular camera, maybe, a, um, what do they call it? Uh, what are the things called you wear? Like you go GoPro, 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 yeah. you know, like GoPros. there's only a few things you could do, but yeah. So when I was doing it, I was the, the wraparound was actually the last thing I did and I wanted it to be different. I didn't want to be a guy with a camera cause it's already, you've seen that in one of the stories. And so, and then I, I was like, Oh, it could be, you know, a, what, what was a camera that would be on no matter what? It'll be a body camera. Other, you know, he's not turning that off in the middle of it. So that's kind of how that came up. And then I thought, I mean, I just, you know, I thought it worked well for what it was. And that was, um, that was my grandmother's house that I filmed that, that, and it was in the second one too, but. I loved that too. When I heard that, I thought that that was one of the questions I wanted to ask. I was like, whose house is this? (laughs) It was incredible. (laughs) thing is, so at the end of the first beer, you know, the whole wraparound of the first beer footage and then the end of the second one, they're both in her house and she was home both times. I just had to have her like, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, mama, I'm going to use the upstairs. <laughs> so if you could go downstairs for like a half hour. And it was the first one was me and my wife. She was all the monsters in that one. And then the second one was me and my friend James, who was the other, you know, the other main character in part two. And he was all the monsters in that one. And I just had my grandmother kind of move around the house <laughs> as I filmed it. Because the way I do it, I do it That's amazing. quick enough to where I'm not going to be there for four or five days setting up shots. I'm going to do it all in like two or three hours, and then I won't have to come back. So that's the way I did both of them. And they came out good for what they are, I think. The house, that house always scared me. It's just a, uh, it's a beautiful house, but it's just kind of spooky. She's got a lot of antiques, and there's a lot of knickknacks. And you know, it made me, it made me think about like my grandma's house and actually how it's in like uh it's on a lot of land too. Yeah. And that house was always kind of creepy. And then it's got like, then you've got like the woods behind it. And I'm sort of yeah. like, Oh, like there was always something. Yeah. I mean, I made me think the same thing about how kind of creepy my grandma's house was. And then it's in 
almost kind of in the middle of nowhere too. So that adds yeah. even more to the creep creep factor. But yeah, I and loved just, I loved that. And then the I, um sorry, go ahead. It yeah. Was, it was also just what I had at my disposal. You know, I didn't have locations or anything. So I'm like, hey, you think I could film some in your house? You know, <laughs> it, that's how that pretty much all of them went really for the most part. It was just like, hey man, can I borrow your you know, can I film this here for a little bit? It was just kind of friends helping, you know, stuff like that. Well, that's awesome. I mean, why not? Yeah. You utilize what you your, can, yeah. What's at your disposal, for sure, yeah. So I was trying to, um, by the time you got to the wraparound, was it always, did you, where did you kind of figure you would have the idea to make it a wraparound? Was it after the second one or through the process or after the first the, one? The entire trilogy? Yeah, like once it was decided yeah. that it was going to ultimately yeah. be a trilogy? Um, No, I had no clue. What it, you know, I did the first one and I thought, honestly thought that's all I would do. I, I had it completely, I learned so much doing it because you, you have no clue how it's going to work. You know, I could have put that out and no one had ever seen it and you, you just don't know. So I thought I would sell a lot of Blu-rays and it wouldn't do that good digitally. Did the complete, I mean, it, it did well Blu-rays too, but it just did the complete opposite of everything I expected. You know, it was kind of a workaround. So I didn't have any plans to make a second one, but then the first one, you know, ended up being bigger than I expected. A lot of people, it did well. So I was like, well, obviously there's interest. People liked it. I'll do another one. And then I, I I didn't think I would do a third one. You know, each one you don't know. So then the, when I did the third one, I didn't know how – I had the ending. I liked how that was going to come around. But I just had to kind of fill everything else in. And my Dennis, who was in the third one, was actually oh, – shit, I, I don't want to give too much away. Sorry. Right. No, 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 no. We totally get it. Let me not give too much away. But, no, I didn't have it mapped out. It just kind of came together like that. And I, I actually really like how it came together. I do, too. Oh, I thought it was, I, I thought it was brilliant. And it's actually funny because I'm, I'm normally never the one that has it figured out until the ending. And, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give it away at all, but there's a, there was a certain part in the third one where I turned and looked at my husband and I was like, Oh, did you catch it? I totally caught it. I was like, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't. I, I think, uh, <laughs> and my husband was like, wait, wait, wait. And then he's kind of, we're both sort of, and then it got to the ending. And we jumped off the couch like our team won the Super Bowl. We were like, yo! I mean, the ending was, and I was, and my husband was like, you nailed it. You nailed it. You called it. That's that's impressive that you, that you did because. And I never do awesome. that either. I never do yeah. that. I mean, that's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm glad that. Because it, I'm glad that you even caught it at all. Because there's been I've gotten some messages where people don't even know they didn't even catch it at all. You know the how it came. They're like, I don't understand. That's on you, bud. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's after she told me that I was like, <laughs> then you oh, have, then you went, yep, yep. Because usually I figure out movies a lot better, a lot easier, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on how recent you have seen the other two and stuff like that. You know, that's why, I, and I, I didn't have it mapped out that way, but I, but that's kind of why I tried to do them um, like one a year. That way nothing gets lost. You know, you wait five years, people forget what the first movie was even about. It could really hurt it, you know, so... It, it worked out both time-wise, and I like how it came together. It was, you know, I, I'm proud of it. As you should be. 
I I appreciated it for sure. Um, so I have a question. What? I mean, obviously, there you're a horror movie fan. Um, I saw a lot of elements of certain horror movies that I love in all three of these films. Same. Um, so I'm assuming a lot of those were taken from your favorites, especially the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch was one I definitely oh, was Witch, prominent. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, in my opinion, if you're gonna do a found footage film, I mean, what better to take from, you know, than the Blair Witch? It was, it, it's, I mean, it gave you, it's the outline to how to do a found footage movie right. I mean, that's, people say it's not the first found footage, just that, but it's the first perfectly done one, you know? So, yeah, I took a, not that I tried to steal anything from Blair Witch, but I just love it so much. I, you know, it's almost paying homage to it in mm-hmm. certain ways and things like that. That's why I loved what you did with the, like, I saw elements of Silent Hill, I saw elements of the Blair Witch, I saw elements of Paranormal Activity, I saw elements of, obviously, VHS, I saw elements of The Ring, because the whole tape thing, so... Oh, that's true. And, and see, and another thing, like you mentioned, VHS, the, the reason I went away from the, the anthology format, there was a few different reasons, but a, a main one was I didn't like the, the VHS, it was, a lot of people were like, oh, it's a VHS ripoff. And I never wanted it. I never intended that because honestly, I didn't like the first VHS. Second one was amazing. I thought I didn't think the first one was good, so I didn't. I wouldn't have copied that, you know, on purpose. I, it just ended up being a found footage anthology. It was never like, oh, oh I like. I'm gonna make VHS. You know, I'm gonna copy <laughs> that style. Just kind of came together. So that was a part of the reason I wanted to get away from it a little bit, and I just wanted to do something different. I think but that's just because of VHS. but you know what's funny so i i didn't really think that i i guess i could see how people would look at the first one and think like and think that it was a ripoff i didn't think that at all i didn't think that at all i obviously could see you know i i get people but i don't it's nothing like it it's no it's it's a, a police body camera it has it's just found footage and it's an anthology so automatically oh it's a copycat right you know what i mean it just yeah it really is nothing like it I didn't think so at all. I didn't and either. I think by the second, I feel like that was the brilliance of the second one because what got me in the first one and that was something that I really appreciated because um, we've talked, we've brought this up before with jump scares that if they're, if they're placed right and done right, they work perfectly. And the jump scares worked in the first one. I mean, they got me. Jump scares get me every time. I mean, I to this day at just like three years shy of 40 still watch most jump scare movies with a blanket. Like, um, I still sleep with a nightlight. I I am like... (laughs) Being startled. There's something about being startled that people don't like. Oh my God, no. Slow kind of creepiness. But a lot of people I spoke to don't like to be like, oh, oh, they don't like to be startled. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, so, well, with all of those, I tried to do, a, um, like, a thin line between both to where there's there's kind of creepiness, but then every now and then there's a jump scare. You know, the first one's pretty heavy on them. Looking back, I probably would have cut a few out, but it worked, so I'm I'm okay with it. There's one in the yeah. third one that I, I actually went, huh! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what, can you give it, can you tell me which one it was without giving too much away, or? When the camera panned and there was a face, like, immediately like there wasn't even a there wasn't even a hesitation i think i know what you're talking about i didn't appreciate the literally that happened and i I literally had no because 
I love in the third one where he does a lot of camera pans, so the anticipation of something is there, but it doesn't happen. So your guard yeah, is down. So then when it, you never know when it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden he turned it, and I was like, huh! <laughs> I was like, oh, there was a person. Every time he was in that hallway, every t- the panic, every time he got back to that hallway, I was in such a panic. I was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I was like, this is just too much for me. And like when he, in the third one, when he first gets to the house, the, it's a it's a long kind of him looking through the house. And I was originally going to cut that to make it shorter, but I felt since it's going to come back later, you're going to have to kind of know the layout of the house. So that way when he opens the door, you're like, oh, we're back here. Rather than, you know, being like, where the hell, what is this house now? People would be kind of confused, but yeah, I'm glad it worked. Can I tell you, I also appreciate the setup of of your films, um, especially the second and the third one, because we have the first one where you're like, okay, he's got the tape and everything, the cops missing the house. And then the setup into the second one where it's like, wait, that's not me on the tape. And you're like, so you're, I literally already going, what the fuck is going on? So you're already (laughs) going into the second movie, like, what <laughs> like the setup was insane. this was me the entire film yeah <laughs> with, the, with this um premise of the second one where it was me and james that was out of i, I didn't i don't i didn't have any actors so and i didn't you know I'm, i don't look at it as a, a big enough i would rather just make it with friends and you know that way rather than hiring people so i i thought how do i get some of us back in there and do another one so I don't have to hire like different actors that really don't have anything to do that don't even know the films you know I just thought how can I get us back in so that was the way I was in the shower and, I, and it came to me I was like oh we see ourselves in this tape but we don't know why you know and I like the idea I didn't know where it would go but I thought the premise was clever enough that right off the jump you're like wait we, what is going on here and it's interesting enough immediately in my opinion so that's why that's how it came to be it was out of necessity and I liked it those two things come together, it works. It was perfect. And that's where her and I got. Um, so we, when we were driving, we had taken a uh, road trip to Salem, Massachusetts. And then from there spent the night in the uh, Lizzie Borden house. And then. Wait, how was Salem? I, yeah, Salem great. It's incredible. <laughs> I Let me tell you, I've never felt it's, homesick so we for somewhere I've never been. Year, but obviously COVID right. ruined it all. We had and so we had to cancel and now we don't, we're gonna try to go this year maybe next year. I don't um, know. it's ahead. it's in well, obviously you're hopefully you're a little bit we are what we were like fourteen hours fifteen hours it was about fourteen hours but, uh, he's a but lot it was closer. worth it was worth every bit of it um it was incredible it was amazing we loved it uh, yeah it was it was worth every bit of it um but on our drive back we actually drove through Centralia Pennsylvania oh. Nice. So, which I had heard about, super creepy. She's a gamer, so, su- you know, very much in the Silent Hill games. And they're, like, that That put off a lot in the second one with both of us. Was, like, well, huge, I've, I've actually never, especially by the third it. one. Yeah. It was very Silent Hill, though, especially. Did you, do you play games at all? I, I don't. You don't? Okay. So there was this game no. that was supposed to come out. I'm still salty about it. There was a game that was supposed to come out a few years ago called Silent Hill PT. And PT, PT like like Paul. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And a demo came out where you could literally kind of play and see what was going to happen. 
ish. And every time you'd walk through the door, you'd go down this long hallway and then you'd walk to another door and you'd be in it again. And then you'd walk through it and then you'd be in it again. So, and then you could turn around and your surroundings behind you would change and because you'd turn back around. So, like, this whole movie, I was like, oh my god, it's so much like Silent Hill PT. Wait, so it never came out? No, it got canceled. The game got canceled. Because <laughs> th- there was, like, a beef between uh, two of the creators. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, the, the, like, with the first one, the reason that I did that was because otherwise the movie would have been over in five minutes. And the cop would have walked out the door and never came back in. <laughs> it's over. Right. So I, well, what, what can I do here? just make the house kind of it already reappeared he could do whatever it's one at this point so that's kind of why i did that otherwise he would have just walked out the door 10 minutes and it would have been over well so speaking of like centralia and then that being the inspiration for silent hill was there any inspiration for for dark bluff i mean was there any inspiration for this like creepy town that Uh, may or may not exist we don't know like (laughs) kind of thing i mean there, there really wasn't any it's, – it, it's crazy to look back when I, like, kind of started it because I, I was just so in, like, go mode to get it done. I don't even remember where a lot of the ideas came from. It was just, like – it was hard. It's hard to explain, really. But I don't think there was any real inspiration. I mean, maybe Burkittsville. You know, I, I love Burkittsville. I go down a few times a year, even though Burkittsville isn't – I mean, nothing. Like, it's a tie, It's a one – it's maybe two blocks long. So when you get there, you're like, oh, shit, this is it? Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's just that it is Burkittsville. So maybe that, you know, just those rural towns that are kind of, you know, there's a small population. It's just a whole different, whole different lifestyle that people live. Maybe that. I don't know. There really wasn't any direct inspiration. I think that's what I appreciated by the third one, especially, like, again, not to give too much away, but um, when Dennis is kind of off on his journey, like, where we are in Ohio and then I have family in Indiana. You want to talk about like small little towns you go through and then all of a sudden you're just kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like, I mean, you could, you could write a horror story. Like it would not, (laughs) it would not be that difficult to write a horror story in some of these little towns. Find the location and then write around the location. You got yourself something. And I'm not going to lie. General consensus with the beginning of the third one, and I don't know if you've heard this, it was the first few minutes up until it, again, like I said, the way you open your films, the third one for me, it was such a, at least for us, we were sort of like, you're sitting there watching it and you're like, like it's it's just kind of slowly moving. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. And then when you, I mean, when you hit that like shit hit the fan moment, <laughs> it was like shit hit the fan. He was like, "What?" And then he turned around. I was like, not, "When he turned around, I was like, what?" Yeah, and I mean that was the shit. <laughs> I was hit like, the "Here we moment. fucking go." It was go, perfect man. because if you like, you lulled. And I don't, I don't know if this was done on purpose. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you kind of lulled. Yeah. Just to wake you up, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ball sense of security. It was also that it was, uh, I mean, I like to keep them as small as I can. So, I mean, it was a, you know, it's a one-man show, pretty yeah. much the whole movie. It, it's just Dennis. So, even, it, it, that's just hard to keep moving at a certain pace when it's one guy. So, I felt that's how it would go. When I, when I was doing it, 
Um, so I was watching a lot of those like Urban Explorer kind of those guys who would go out and do it. Cause I, my friend Dennis who plays that, he was already kind of like doing that on his own a little bit. And then I didn't know that though. So I told him, I'm like, Hey man, I got this idea. And he was like, Oh, you know, I can, that sounds great. I'm interested. So I was watching a lot of those videos to kind of get how they go. And I mean, that's kind of it. It's a dude who kind of, you know, would explore something and tell you what he sees. There's not much to it. And I wanted to keep it as real as possible. So, you know, other than that's just the way it was going to go. There was no other way. You know what I mean? That's awesome. But but I appreciate I it, it. That way to where it's kind of slowly, just like the second one did, where it's almost like a symphony of this. is slow, And then when it starts to hit, it, it, it's more and more. And I mean, I, I it turned out the way I want it. So I'm cool with it. I feel like some of the creepiest kind of backtracking to the, the second one, I feel like some of the creepiest elements in the second one were in that house. Mm-hmm. I've always had this yeah. weird thing with like doppelgangers and then, uh, in the, in the, the second in the one. Second, yeah. Yeah. When you went, excuse me, when you and James were in the house together and like you would turn and you would see, and he's like, man, why are you still up? And then you turn back and you're like, Wait a minute. Like, I also really appreciated that one part where he was standing in a corner, and I was like, he's standing in a corner. Yes. I was like, Laura Watch! No. No! Get out! <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> with, that, with that scene in particular of him standing in the corner, so I, I, we had got the cabin, and we had, I had everything mapped out. That scene wasn't actually written out, but I knew as I was filming it, because I think we were there for like three days, and we did that. The whole, everything in the cabin. Um, I noticed that it wasn't I didn't have enough night, like, I needed a first night scare, and I didn't have that. It would it would have been too short. So I that kind of just was on the fly while we were there. I was, you know, it was like, what's creepy? All right, I'll put you in the corner here. <laughs> I'll add some sound effects later. I was, you know. Speaking I, of I sound just, effects, can we talk about some of the sound effects of the fucking children laughing in the forest <laughs> and you can't see shit? I did not appreciate that. I mean, I appreciated that, but I did not appreciate that. <laughs> subtle, but it still works. That was creepy as shit. Oh, yeah. That Anything... was creepy. Mm, yeah, the my... laughing, like the laughing noises that you would hear, and it's just pitch black, and he's like, hello, and I'm like, do you want it to answer? <laughs> yeah. It's... Do you do you want someone to answer you right now? <laughs> Another thing with with the with the hellos so they they've kind of taken on like a life of i there there is a lot of hellos but again it's it's a one-man show i didn't know what else he would be yelling you know, <laughs> if you want help what are you yelling i don't so it, that's just the and i knew going in i was like it, it's a little excessive with them but i don't i feel like this is how dude would react i don't know maybe not but <laughs> yeah they kind of life of their own like online and stuff I've, a lot of people send me messages but I, I like it. It just adds, it's more reason for people to be, uh, you know, to say something about it. That's what I feel like. I, I feel mean, like you're not going to go out in the middle the... and go, oh, yeah, oxen free. Like, what are you, right, you going to say? It <laughs> added to the realism. <laughs> he's going to yell hello. He's going to yell help. You know, what else? It's a one-man show. It's hard to keep. It, 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 was, it wasn't hard, but, you know, it's to keep it realistic. I, he wouldn't be talking to himself out loud or, you know what I mean? It's just hard <laughs> just to, to kind of keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, so the... The marketing behind it, did that, I mean, I, I can, I, I, if I could guess, obviously kind of circling back to Blair Witch a little bit, was that 
uh, you know, some inspiration to kind of put that marketing into like the missing posters, the. For, I mean, for the most part, it was, but I, it, it just kind of, you know, when, when I'm, when I would like with the first one, for instance, I, I, I honestly didn't know what, how any of it would go as far as marketing. I didn't even know what, like, you know, the main, it's hard to explain. I, I had no idea what it was going to be. And then once the cop went missing, I think I just made a missing poster, maybe put it up. It got a lot of attention. So I was like, okay, this is a good angle to take. You know, a missing poster will get your attention if you're walking into a store, if wherever you're going, you're going to be like, oh, wait, shit, let me read this. You know, this is a missing poster. So it just it's just a great eye catcher, I think, for that kind of stuff. You know, missing people read into it, whether it's a movie, kind of builds some lore. Yeah, I, it, it, there really was no inspiration. Maybe Blair Witch. It, it's all going to circle back to Blair Witch probably at some point. I mean, like you we know, said, uh, we, we, we everyone bow, we bow to Blair Pretty much Witch. all found footage movies <laughs> bow to Blair okay. Witch in some... Yeah. Uh, actually, funny story. I got in trouble. I got a detention. I had the missing poster from Blair Witch on a shirt when I was in high school. Oh, man. And... <laughs> I don't, I guess, I guess because, you know, the teachers didn't know it like freaked some people out and they were like, you can't wear that. So you want to talk about like a missing poster attracting attention. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got detention. And, you know, yeah, they were like, you can't wear that. Like, I feel that like getting be, a detention is a little bit That could trigger but... some kids and, <laughs> you know, by this time, you know, I still thought it was real. So, of course. Um, so what, what, yeah, um, people... yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I was just going to ask the makeup that you did for these creatures was really, really, really well done. Did you, like, did you have someone who did that, or? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, 95% of them were, like, masks that I kind of altered and would make where maybe the mouth could open and stuff like that. I mean, that was 95% of them. Um, like, I would, re I would get, like, a, a kind of creepy-looking mask and add things to them, paint them, add hair or whatever. Um, that's pretty much as far as the makeup department went, but, you know, I would get like old nightgowns of the Goodwill and dirty them up and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, it was all, there was no, like nobody doing any makeup or anything. That is how you make a fucking movie right there, sir. <laughs> that is how, that is I'm exactly like, how I, you do it. I think that's how you do it. <laughs> also, with it being found footage, I knew that it would all be seen in glimpses almost, you know, it wouldn't be long enough for you to be like, wait a second, that, for the most part. Unless you're Paul's in it, you might see something here and there. But I knew that whenever you're going to see something, it's going to be, for the most part, it's going to be quick. So anything, you know, it would look good. And with dark lighting and quickness, it should look fine. And that's just the way I went into it. Well, your wife looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> she would just, she would just change outfits, different outfits, and then we would do a different scene. Different I still have all of like the, you know, the mask and everything that I got. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like that's what made it work is like yeah. you said, you know, you had the camera work, the lighting. If if you just have like a quick enough glimpse yeah. of something and you're like, oh my God, holy shit, what's that? And then, you know, the, yeah. the audience is doing the same thing. Like, you know, a pan around and see it behind, but you're never going to see it long enough. And if you do, it takes the scare away from it. You know, you want to see quick glimpses and kind of he would be running anyway. Whoever's got a camera wouldn't be staring at it, you know? So no. Absolutely. I knew it would kind of work that way. Your imagination is a lot worse than what you see. You can come up yeah. with a whole lot worse in your mind than what you see. That's true. Very true. 
for sure. So who are some of your inspirations? Like, how did you get into filmmaking? What, what, what ultimately was that, um, decision for you where you were like, you know what, I'm going to make a movie. Well, it, it, I, um, it, it really wasn't a decision. It just kind of came together. Like when I did that first short with the, with the birthday party, it was just like, uh, I'm going to, I've always wanted to do like a horror film and I, I love it. I just never really did it. So I figured I would try it and I just liked it. And it kind of went from there. But as far, you know, like, I mean, I, there's so many inspirations. It, it, <laughs> director George Romero is my favorite. There's oh, yeah. like, uh, you know, all, all of the, Eduardo Sanchez with the Blair Witch, obviously. So there's a lot of different inspirations, but I never sat down and was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. It just, it just happened, honestly. And it, like when I, the way it all came together, it's hard to like even, I feel like a lot of times people may not believe how simple it really was made, but it, it really was that way. It was my phone, my wife or my friend most of the time and some masks and lighting, you know, and then at the what you're able to do in editing is what it's when it's going to come down to it. You, know, you can kind of fix or change anything, but it just all came together. It was never like a plan to be a filmmaker, honestly. You know, I think that I think that unless people immerse themselves in knowing a lot about, like I, I've I've never had any aspirations myself of making a film, but um, I watch movies in a way that, and and not even just so much horror movies, just movies in general where uh, if I'm really into the concept of the film or anything else going into the film, I'm like, I want to know who the director is. I want to know who the cinematographer is. I want to know who edited it. And then um, because sometimes you can see the same things by the same person in other films too. Um, you like that style, you can, you know, maybe they did this or something else you might like. Yeah. Exactly. And, and two with... Uh, independent film directors and like first time film directors like yourself where, um, you know, and this, you know, isn't a horror movie example, but I even go all the way, like Kevin Smith, I think all the way back to clerks, his first film, yeah. 94, I think it was 95. And really how easy it was for him to make that movie. He was working at this convenience store with a VHS place next door. And he just shot the movie after hours. And like his mom was in it. It was all of his, yeah. it was all of his buddies and, and that, that's how, and he like racked up credit card debt that he eventually paid off. And that's how he, and that's how he shot, and that's how he shot the movie. And that was, re I mean, listening to, I've, I've heard Q and A's and, and various interviews that he's done and, and how relatively easy it was even back then with filming that movie. Yeah, I mean, it really, it, it's not that it's difficult to do. It just comes down to, you, you got to see it through. Like you, it, because at the end of the day, it's going to be a lot of work. Like there was nights I was up to three, four in the morning editing and having to redo this, redo that. So it's going to be hard. But if you really want it to happen, it, it's going to, you know, you're just going to do it. It's not going to seem like work. It's You're going to want to do it. So it, yeah, I mean, just, it, it's not hard to get done but it's hard for people to see it through because it's a long process. It's going to be a year. People give up on things, you know, maybe that's, I, I don't know, but you keep it simple. You can get it done easier, get it done faster. That's how I try to do it. And I think now too, of course, obviously technology is totally different yeah. with, with filming a movie. I mean, well, I mean, you can do it on your phone. Well, yeah. Cause there's even, <laughs> well, I, not even that, not even just filming. You can do everything on your phone. The editing, like, all of it. Edit yeah. It, market it. You don't have to, you know what I mean? It's a totally different game now. There's just too much opportunity 
you know, now it's, it's crazy. You don't have to sit in a dark room and splice film together <laughs> and then like go to Kinko's and copy posters. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. It's, it's crazy. The, the, the age we're living in, but you know, everything's at your fingertips and I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's a gift and a curse really. But yeah, because it is, you know, it is one thing that it is very easy to do, but one thing, um, you know, obviously that you had going for these films is that you can definitely tell um, that there was heart put into it mm -hmm. and that, um, again... You can I, tell when someone is in love with their project, when they're working really hard. Yeah, like when it's something that... I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I guess that is true. There, there needs to be a level of... Um, you, you know, you kind of got to know what you're doing a little bit, maybe, or, or at least have a good eye for it or something. Yeah, I mean, there is a level to that. Not anyone can, it, it's easy to do, but not anyone can do it. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how it is. It, it is because, that. like, I couldn't do it, but I know it's easy because I just, I'm terrible at editing. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't know if I was terrible at editing. I have never had <laughs> You're like, I, I have no idea. Because these were your first films, right? Like these were the, besides the short prior to the first one, this was the first. That was the first anything I had done in that regard. It ain't like I started with like short films five years ago. No, the Fear Fitter right. was the first thing I have ever done. And it, it, it awesome. just was, like you said, I was in love with it. And it was just, you know, I, I was passionate about getting it done and making it as creepy as possible. There, there's mistakes in it when I watch it now that I, you know, I wish I knew more of what I was doing, but that's just, that comes with it. You know, with, with that being said, um, have you gotten any, you know, obviously, like you said, you've interacted with fans and gotten feedback and whatnot. Have you gotten feedback from any, like, um, from any other, like, film directors or anybody else, like, where they've said, like, I mean, but, I, and I mean more so, like, um, you know, I like we don't pay attention to trolls. Like, who cares? But I mean, like, but like positive, positive feedback where people are like, "Hey, like that was really that was really awesome." Like, but you know, maybe like this, this, or this, or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, definitely. And people have, you know, what what some one person might like, another one might not. And totally, you can't one. You just got to make it to where it, you're okay with it because. You, you can't please everyone, especially in found footage. Right off the jump, most people are already, you know, disregard found footage for the most part. And the good thing with found footage is, there, it, it, it like it's kind of lost its luster as far as um, like theater releases and all that for the most part. But there's still that core group that love it. I'm one of them, and you know, you're yeah. still looking for yeah, you're still looking for new. You're still trying to get that Blair Witch back or the Paranormal Activity. So, you know, you stick with it. And I know there's a lot of shit because it's easy to make. It, you know, it's they're simple. So there's going to be a lot of, with anything, there's going to be a lot of kind of garbage. And, you know, some people may think the fear footage is one of those. It doesn't matter to me, but there's still good, there's gems that you're going to find. You're going to have to go through a lot of rocks. Yep. You're going to find a gem. Oh, boy. That'll keep you digging. Yeah. There are some found footage movies I have seen that are absolute trash. But yes. I can tell you that your movies are not part of those yeah no your, yours was that yours, <laughs> yours was, that, was a gym that, yours that, was the diamond gym. okay that's where good. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> and i also think too like the timing you know i hate to say it timing couldn't be better but 
with the third one, uh, you know, un the unfortunate situation with COVID, but with the third one coming out and then kind of the way they all circle back and essentially, you know, definitely not to give anything away, but these movies are really, really, really great to, are for people who like to binge, I mm -hmm. think. I mean, because you could, you could right. literally watch all three and, and it's just like a continuous. They're just about almost four hours watching all three of this no, Yeah. Well, no, you might be right. Yeah, you're probably right. So they're short enough that they, yeah, they are bingeable. And then they, I feel like they also, it's better to kind of see them in that. And I haven't done it myself. I, I would like to put together like some type of marathon, but to see them back to back to back, you know, it was, it was probably cool to kind of see them intertwine, what comes in, what doesn't, and then to see it all come around. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't think about that doing them, that it would be, you know, like, oh, you can binge these, but that's a, that's a great aspect to have in a trilogy. Well, yeah, I think even prior to prior to COVID, you know, we we had kind of become like, especially with like Netflix and everything, yeah. we kind of become like the most people had become like binge, you know, binge watchers, yeah. like. And then COVID happened and everybody's inside anyway. So it's like. I was kind of more like, oh my God, I have to stay inside and watch more shit. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Look, I've been rocking antisocial since 99. So I've been rocking antisocial like, for a this while. This was like now, so. nothing new to me. but <laughs> Except movie theaters. I've. I have missed. Oh my god! I have I miss missed movie, movie theaters. theaters. I will say that, but uh, yeah. they're kind of slowly I, but I, surely. I don't know if you guys do them. Um, like any horror conventions? Do you guys do any of those? Oh yeah, we live yeah. about fifteen minutes away from Horror Hound, actually. Okay, yeah. So I, I miss those. I miss theaters. Mm -hmm. I miss horror conventions. I and that's. What yeah. movie? What movie were you looking forward to seeing last year that unfortunately didn't happen? Yeah, that's a good question. Halloween Kills. Yes. Was, you know, I mean, who, who was Carpenter. It? Hey, we were talking about here's it. The, here's the thing with that, in my opinion. Those guys missed the mark. And, I, you know, I mean, Blumhouse knows what they're doing. Yep. But had they, had they just dropped that digitally, yep. like the end of September, it would have been ginormous. They wouldn't have had to pay no theater costs. Yep. Like, they missed the mark. Because mm -hmm. now they've missed an entire year where people are getting further and further away from their memories. Not that they won't come back. But you just, you really, I felt they missed the mark on that because now look what's happening. You got Kong versus Godzilla. Everything's coming out digitally now. Halloween could have been the really the first big one to do that. And they would have just set the bar and. And I would have absolutely 100% paid $20 to rent that. Yeah, like there same. were certain movies I would have paid that to see. Because you got to look at it. Had they done that, yeah, it's not going to be like a $4.99 rental. It's going to be, you know, $29.99. People are going to pay for that. They're stuck in anyway. It's Halloween time. It's a new Halloween film. It, it would have done massive numbers. And hey, I look, like I really missed Mark. I but paid they, they $50 UFC pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> I, I saw this year that they said, regardless of COVID, it's going to be released this October. So yeah. I guess they're going to wait to see what happened. It, 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 it's sad to say, but I think theaters might be, they may not survive this. You know, it's, it's been a year. It's going to be hard with all the big stuff dropping digitally. What's going to bring people back in theaters? Kong vs. Godzilla would have. That's out now, you know, and so it's, you know, Justice Lair or whatever. The, what, what was the big superhero movie they dropped? Superwoman 84, maybe? Wonder Woman know, 84. Or Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman. You know, stuff like that would have brought people in, but, yeah, theaters may take a massive hit. A lot of them may not come back. And that really sucks because there's I something agree. about a theater experience yeah. with certain films. Right. Yeah. Certain films you just have to, you just have to I, see I in a theater.
I mean, I saw the new Halloween, Halloween 2018. I went and saw that in a movie theater where I drank pumpkin liquor out of a pumpkin. I mean, so, like, so that's how you do come it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how you like, do I it. Like, I walked in the theater and I saw every like a bunch of people with these pumpkins and had straws coming out of them. And I was like, excuse me, sir, what is that? <laughs> Wait, they were selling them at the theater? Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> My theater didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of theaters around here liquor that, inside of the pumpkin, and I was like, and we're watching Halloween. I'm going to need to get one of those, please. <laughs> like three, please. Thank you. <laughs> three. Three pumpkins, three. please. <laughs> just bring them all right now. And it's just like seeing like Avengers Endgame in a movie theater. There's just certain movies, it's just... You gotta see them I, I, in a movie I've theater. I've never seen the Avengers. Like, I don't really do the superhero movies, but I know what you mean. They need that venue. Like, that's just... Yeah, it's it sucks. I don't know what's gonna happen here in the next year with theaters and movies. But, yeah, big movies like that, it's just the way to do them, you know? Because mm-hmm. not everyone has those entertainment systems at home to where it can equal that. That's why they go to the theaters. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they come back. But it, it, they, they're definitely gonna take a hit. And again, just for the experience. I mean, um, I remember there's there's something about watching horror movies in theaters when something okay, happens. Okay, this is somebody. Goes, this is what I was gonna. Bring oh up. shit! <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say or having the experience of being able to watch one. Now, going kind of circling back to Kevin Smith when he decided to sort of stick his foray into horror. Um, I thought the movie was brilliant, but uh, and it was during the week. I saw Tusk all by myself. Oh, oh my god. god. I know it's one of those where you're kind of divided. People hate it, people love it. I love those movies that are divided like that, but yeah. It was it's something. <laughs> it's <laughs> I it's something. I thought it was incredible. I I liked the movie a I'm lot. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, so I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm very biased. You know, I'm a, I'm a Tarantino fan. I'm a I I have these certain I'm a Carpenter. Fan. I have these certain ones James where Wan, I'm just I, I am Wan. going to be biased. I'm just I'm just it's just yeah, no you know. What they do you're gonna love it. You're like I love exactly. It. No, you're lying. No, no, I really love it. You're like lying. no, I love it. I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't care. Uh, I love it. And then I'm the same way. Yeah, Tusk. I thought was uh was brilliant. Um, Michael Parks was brilliant I, in I it. Johnny it. Depp was brilliant in it. I mean, first of all, Johnny Depp. Just, Justin Long was brilliant I, in it. Um, I didn't know Johnny Depp. So that, that's a, a, you know, a silver lining. I yeah, so Johnny it's it. dark comedy. It's a lot of dark comedy. Um, yeah, and then I got to meet one of the... Um, oh, no, my brain. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Uh, Robert Kirkman... Um, one of the well, not Robert, but uh, one of the guys that does the uh, K and B, the special effects. Uh, yeah, no, Robert Kurtz. Yeah. Robert I was Kurtz. Say it's Robert Kurtzman. Kurtzman. I'm sorry, I totally <clears throat> screwed that last name up. So uh, when Robert Kurtzman kind of branched off from K and B with like Greg Nicotero and the rest of the guys, he's done. He did um, the special effects for Tusk, and. Oh, okay. uh, I got to meet him when he came to one of the comic conventions in Cincinnati and he had like the the model walrus uh, like with him 
like at the and I was like, you worked on this? He's like, yeah. And I was like, his his background's insane. All the stuff he's worked on. I was like, this is insane. This guy's pedigree is that man out of is this just world. hauling a walrus with him. Yeah, just a, <laughs> just you know, a, made of a human ass made walrus. of human skin. That's what you do. Who doesn't haul around a walrus made of human okay, skin? You don't carry a walrus around. With you? Yeah, you don't. Carry wow, human I am. I am not. Skin. She's not hip. I'm not hip. Apparently, so I'm to what's very going on. out of out of tune. So one big question that I have, especially with these being, you know, kind of your first three films, um, where do you go from here as far as like, do you, do you have plans on working on anything? I mean, obviously fear footage is done. We're, we're done with that. It's a very good solid trilogy. 3am is incredible. And I think it just, it, it rocks the way it is these three, but um, I personally would love to see something from you in the future if you have anything Same. planned it's kind of it's kind of weird now because now that i've done it, it it's almost like um like the bug has bit me like i want to i'm already like thinking of you know something i could do next i'm already bored because for the last three four years that's all i did you know i, I made one would market it do everything i need to do and then during that kind of see how it's doing begin the next one, you know, I would maybe a month in between each for the last three, four years. So now that I don't have anything, I know I'm not going to do another one of these. I don't have anything planned, but I'm getting kind of, um, I want to create again, you know, I'm like, I'm bored. I need to do something here. So I'm sure there'll be something down the line. I have a few ideas. We'll see what happens, but, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll definitely do something else. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you come up with because I love these movies. Would you, um, I mean, I know this is kind of like looking into a crystal ball, looking into the future. Would you um, just, you know, I guess even hypothetically, would you keep it uh, independent? Like how you have up to this point? Or would you um, be willing I, to I work with would. maybe another like product, a production company if yeah. that ever came into play at some point or... It all depends because even with all three of these, there was like, you know, there was distribution companies and stuff that I, I met at a, a few at like film festivals and all. I meant to but ask, I yeah. I never, I, I never felt like, because it, especially originally, I didn't know what these movies were going to do or, you know, I don't know how that works. And there was a lot of those companies, I, I don't like to get it real businessy because then things get, there's too many, there's too many hands in the pot. Mm -hmm. Everybody cook in the kitchen you don't have the same creativity or the same absolutely you know, age so i i try not to get anyone else involved i want to have full control but it, it all depends and with like like we were talking about earlier with the way things are now you really don't need i i think you really don't need like these big distribution companies no. or anything like that you know if you can get it on some sort of digital platform and then maybe do blu-rays on your own however you want to do it and build a small following it's going to be better for you than getting some company involved that's going to put forty five, fifty thousand into promoting, doing all this, and then you got to recoup that before you even see a dollar. You know, it's a whole. It, it gets. I don't trust. I personally don't trust it. Maybe that that's what it is, and so I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like I. Yeah, I don't feel like they could do anything for me right now that I can't do on my own. So that's the only reason I wouldn't do it. I'm happy with how they're going. So I don't know why I would change that. You know what I mean? If that's a long, that's a long answer, but no, I, 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 I love that answer. I love that's that how answer. we are, even with our podcast, you know, we, we want full control of it. We don't oh, want, yeah. 
we do what we want. We say what the fuck we want and you like it or you don't. We don't really care. People have asked us, uh, you know, if we would ever be open to like, um, you know, that was like one of the first things with podcasts was like, well, are you guys going to do YouTube? And I was like, no, see, I don't like YouTube because I don't like, I just, um, you know, again, like we spoke off camera before or off podcast before that, uh, about like, uh, I listened to a lot of, uh, comedians podcasts and I know a lot of comics have talked about how YouTube, you know, they, there's a lot of control on what you can say and what you can do and different things like that. And then some, some topics uh, that we will do on this podcast too, like, um, we do a couple true crime episodes and like YouTube really looks down on stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and we just, we wanted complete creative control, Um, and the other reason why I ask you that question too, is because, uh, again, like not only being a fan of found footage, I'm really a fan of indie filmmakers. And, um, I think one really great example of how it can just all go wrong with too many hands in the pot and getting like a big production company involved was Troy Duffy's story with Boondock Saints. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there was a great documentary called Overboard that came out. And I feel like anybody that's a first-time filmmaker or or maybe not even a filmmaker, but interested in that side of it, that is a really, really great documentary to watch because that was Boondock Saints was the first thing. He was working at a bar. He had never he had never done a movie before, didn't go to film, didn't didn't know anything, didn't know anything about making a movie and wrote this script postponed or something because of what everything that happened with that well yeah like he once he once he decided to go with uh the wine scene company they they wanted like totally different actors they wanted like mark Wahlberg. there was just like all this and like he had this vision of who he ultimately wanted and then they settled on you know the 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 cast originally and the I'm movie sorry, was shot and filmed. Wahlberg. Oh yeah. Well, it's Boston, and you know, it's, it was it's Boston. I'm like, wait it's, a minute, rewind, please. They wanted Mark Wahlberg in that movie. And no offense, Norman Reedus's Irish accent in that movie was atrocious. But anyway, we're not going to talk about it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about it. But that's neither here nor there. But but um, the movie. So once the movie wrapped, and they were trying to get it to come out. So like Miramax dropped it like there was this whole thing with Miramax and then he had to find another production company to ultimately release the film yeah it just it was such a disaster by the end of it and then he pretty much sold his rights to it and then that's why it took 10 years for a sequel to finally come out and any merchandising because it was just a total disaster his original idea just once other people got involved it just went to hell so yeah the documentary is called Overboard I feel like anybody that goes into filmmaking or even interested, even though it's nothing to do with horror or anything, but it's just, it just, just, it shows you what can go wrong when you decide to put, put something you, you work on. It's your baby, but you put it in the hands of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a, like with, with a, like a distribution companies or anything, they, it was the same thing, you know, We'll, we'll take it, we, we'll split the rights or whatever, but we have full control to change anything we want. Yeah. We can change the title if we want. We can cut a new trailer. We cut out scenes. I'm like, what is it? No, I'm not going to do none of that. That doesn't even make sense. And I just didn't like the whole business side of it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. And, and there was a few, like, with that, um, there was that, it wasn't a distribution company, but they're a company to where if you're, like, a small, like, you know, with the fear footage, small independent 
uh, product there, they will take your films and then kind of um, offer them out to like iTunes, Netflix, and see if any grab them. And then, I mean, that, that went wrong like four months ago where all these filmmakers had these films through, they're called an aggregator. So this aggregator takes your films and gets it on these platforms. They get the money back to them, then they give you the money. And they they were never paying. I mean, they owe it's like millions to this point, and they just filed bankruptcy. None of these filmmakers are ever going to get none of this money back. That oh you know, they God. spent four or five years oh making these films. No. Thought this was a reputable company and never saw a dime. You know, and there's nothing they can do. It, it's over. So, and I, I I watched a few um like YouTube videos of filmmakers that it happened to, and I was like, I, I could have been one of them. At a, yeah. You know, because honestly, when I was doing the first year footage. I knew about, uh, I forget the name of the company, but I knew about them as, because I didn't know how I was going to do it digitally. So I knew I would need that outlet. With them, you keep full control because all they do is just put it out to the, the platforms and they get like a cut when it comes back. But they won't change anything or anything. So I like that. But, you know, lo and behold, it was a, a grimy company that just stole millions of dollars from little independent filmmakers. That's awful. And, uh, and it happens uh, all the it's yeah. one of those things. It's just tale as old as time, unfortunately. But I think like you were saying before, um, and especially with these films, we're reaching an age where, you know, like with podcasts, with movies, with, um, you know, I even look at stand up comics that are like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to film my own special and put it on YouTube. Yeah. How about that? And I'll just take, yeah. I'll film it myself and I'll have all the creative control and I don't have to let anybody else get involved. And it's all me. I think that we've reached where you can do that now. You don't need to have, you don't need to have ho Hollywood, quote unquote. Like you yeah. don't need to get and, Hollywood and, involved anymore. I mean, those major companies and all, obviously they're good. The film's going to be bigger. Of course. It's, and, 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 and they're great. Bigger, right. But that, that's not always, you know, you could still end up not making a dime at the end of the day, but your film was a massive success. That happens all the time. So it depends what you what you want. Do you want to look successful or do you want to be successful? Because it's, it's going to be two different things. And a lot of people just want to look successful. You know, it all depends on what you want out of it, but yeah, it, it can, it can be a, a pro and a con. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Well, that, I think that's all I've got. This I'm, has been great. <laughs> it's been a great yeah, it has. Yeah, you're a really cool dude. I hope, I hope you Thank enjoyed it. Thank you so it. much. Um, I know we tried to have some prep questions, but we also try to make it, you know, just comfortable and laid back and That's one thing about our podcast that a lot of people <laughs> actually like because number one, we don't follow, we're not, we don't follow like a, for, we like have, a format. We have this format that we're going to go over. Like so have, here's our notes. <laughs> you know. um, and I don't edit. I don't edit. I don't edit exactly. anything. Everything's raw. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you don't need to. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, yeah. being willing to come on and talk to us. Uh, we we really hope to see something from you in in the future. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate me on. You guys have a great night. So um. Real quick, oh I God. did want to say if you wanted to plug anything, Fear yeah. Footage Three AM is out now. People can um they can rent it or download it off of uh, Amazon Prime or oh, buy the. Blu-ray directly or um, from your website? Thefearfootage.com. That is correct. Awesome. All yeah. So uh, I appreciate it, guys. Great podcast. I'll be in touch. This thank was great. So much. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much, Ricky. Thank you really so much, appreciate Ricky. it. Have, Have a good, good night. night. So, dudes, that was pretty awesome. Thanks again, Ricky, for doing that.
That was a that was a great insight to some awesome, awesome films that you guys need yeah. to go on Amazon Prime to rent or buy or buy them on Blu-ray through fearfootage.com. Um, yeah, guys, look, they're $5 on Amazon Prime. Come on. I, I, I feel like looking at it this way. You can stream them. 15 bucks for all three. And then if you love them, show your support and go on fearfootage.com and buy those DVDs. Because I'm telling you guys, you will not be disappointed. These movies are incredible. They are binge worthy. Definitely a mind fuck. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm glad we just got some insight into uh, not only these films, just kind of how filmmaking works and it's so neat. You know, you see all that stuff. It was kind of like we were talking, you know, how he, how he did that on a $300 budget. Another perfect example is Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity was filmed, what, what was it? 15 grand? And ended up making like fucking billions of fucking dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just so went insane. Um, yeah, but I obviously don't, yeah, I could see how people would think that this would be, any of these movies would be a rip. I don't think so, guys. I I saw the aspects of it. I did not see a ripoff. No. I, I saw odes to it's these It's like other he said, films. he's paying homage to, and again, obviously Blair Witch was mentioned a lot, but like we said, any found footage films that have come out since are all going to look a little Blair Witchy. You know what they, I mean? They usually I mean, pay just... homage to the Blair Witch because the Blair Witch is the one that we bow down to. And, and, all, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like it, which is fine. But in all reality, yes, Cannibal Holocaust was a found footage movie. I don't fucking care. I consider Blair Cannibal Witch... Holocaust... I consider it a snuff film, even though yeah. it wasn't real. But... The Blair Witch was the first very, very successful... Like he said, very successfully done, all around, really, really made a dent in the found footage world. I think it was the way it was marketed, too. Because everybody, when you say found footage, two movies pop in my head, always. Paranormal Activity and The Blair Witch. Oh, yeah, immediately. Always. So, obviously, when you make movies like that, you're going to pay homage to them. And everybody usually does. There was another movie we watched recently where I was like, wow, that was a lot like that reminded me of the Blair Witch, but I don't remember what it was. Right. I don't have a brain anymore. Yeah, we're running on lack of sleep. So anyway, guys. <laughs> so guys, next week, uh, we hope you, well, first of all, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. And make sure to go watch those movies if you haven't. Um, you have to. We kept it pretty much decently spoiler free, so there's not much that you, that you didn't get to hear about it. So make sure you go watch them and show Ricky some love, give him some support, and um, make sure that you really really pay attention to those films because it's it's literally a what the fuck half the time you're that's why i it. think it's best to watch all of three all three of them so At i once. watched the first one and then a couple days later watch the second and third one back to back yes. and i really want to sit and watch all three of them back to back because i think that's the best way to watch them so like i said 15 bucks for all three and then show your support and buy the physical copies on on from the website fearfootage.com and then you can follow fear footage on uh instagram and facebook is it bad that i hear jakesweeney.com i'm like found footage stop saying found fearfootage.com <laughs> nobody that's not around here like I, I was actually gonna post a picture of my skyline and then i was like 
I'd have to preface that I'm in Cincinnati. There's a girl I work with that's literally like, I don't fucking understand. Because she's from California. She's like, I don't fucking understand the chili thing. Well, bitch. I was like, honestly, I live here and neither do I, but it's fucking good. Look, let me tell you. They have (laughs) potatoes for Lent. And I had a three-way potato with sour cream tonight. Bitch. Change your life. You will drive from Cali to Cincinnati to have one of them motherfucking things. Let me tell you. You're like, it was so changing. good. And I started Altering. like, it was just everything. It was literally everything. It was everything. So dudes, next week we will be discussing a, a, a that. Yep. We will be discussing the Bat Squatch of Mount St. Helens, which is a giant motherfucking bat. Guys. I love how they okay. call it a bat squash. This is crazy. <laughs> um, Monsters in America, I think is what it's called. Uh, that was formerly on Travel Channel. I think it's on Discovery Plus now. Um, some of these cryptids, man, I'm telling you. Guys, we are going to have cryptid. We're going to have cryptid ideas for years to come. Because some of these, and you're, I mean, not just in America. You've got them all around the world. When we did our Mokele Membe episode, um, during Black History Month, like there's so many of them, but Bat Squatch got me. I Cryptids never even heard out about it. The ass, and the way it coincides. Actually, it's kind of interesting because the way it coincides with the eruption of Mount St. Helens mm-hmm. almost kind of reminds me a little bit of Mothman with the oh, with the uh, Silver Bridge collapse. So it's kind of a weird. A it's little omen like thing. It's, it's almost like it's a bad. Like if you see bat squatch, it's like a bad omen. Like something's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean, if you see a motherfucking bat that's the size of fucking squatch, Jesus, I Jesus, I'd have a heart attack. I would have for a real. Fucking... But yeah, dudes, that's what we're gonna be talking about next week. So make sure to stop by for our Sasquatch bat episode. Basically, <laughs> bat squatch. <laughs> And of course, you know, we didn't get to talk about this before the podcast, so we're going to talk about it now. A word from our sponsor, calm your buddy down. Thank you for that. If I could sing um, that like Demi Lovato, I'd do it over Nick Jonas, but I can't. I, I can't you're like, not I tonight. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so guys, coming soon, the price increase will be happening. Um, everything will go up at least $2, so I would be ordering now. Um, we are going to be discontinuing a few items, but don't fret. Some new stuff's coming on the way. Um, and Yo, I, ha- I just ones. got some. I just got some, and I'm going to tell you all about them when I use them, because I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm going to be like, it's all because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, rest and relaxation with Calm Your Body Down. Check us out on Etsy, um, Instagram, everything's at Calm Your Body Down. Thanks. That's all I got. Come your penny down. <laughs> New stuff coming soon though. We're saving we're saving some stuff for summer, so that's all that's all I got. Anyway. Of course you guys you know we have the socials, we have the Facebook, we have the Instagram, and we have the Twitter, all at don't fuck with the original. And of course, Facebook being the stupid self is don't F with the original. And um we have an email if you would like to send us an email at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Say hey, just whatever you would like to do. And we are on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us, subscribe, leave a review. So you know every time that we put out a new episode. 
I was trying to think. Um, I think that's it. Guys, we are running. That's we've like barely got. had any sleep for the last both week. Both of us. And we yeah, are both it's been struggling. It's been one week. It's been one week since I've had some sleep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so here's to better things next week and hopefully better some things. fucking sleep. And so. thanks again, Ricky. You've been awesome. You were very, very cool. The interview cool. was amazing. I hope Super you guys nice. enjoy it. Please watch the found footage. Fear. Fear footage films. Holy shit. I'm so glad I'm not the only one doing it. My Brian. Okay, guys, have a great week. We love you. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be cool. Bye. <laughs>